0: Yeah. yeah, big win last night by the Rams, shocking development, all these players missing, and the Rams come up with a huge division win on the road, DeMarco Farr, good afternoon, what's I don't happening? know about you, man, dude, I'm freezing, just so you know, I just you want be, you to know, I'm you're freezing, Freezing? totally,
1: in California,
0: correct, how is that possible, DeMarco, I'm soft, man, I mean,
1: are you outside, are you inside, do
0: you not have heat, what's going on there, I'm inside, eh, a... yeah, b i'm looking outside okay and so even if it's not really as cold in here as it, it looks is cold. out there yeah it, it's gray it's rainy wait a minute it's been windy didn't I'm you freezing. go to pit yeah what yeah, happened to you i got soft oh my god come I on man totally soft
1: yeah you, look it's still there come on now let's get tough this it's is somewhere. normal this is what i went to school with every day in seattle yeah this I is normal did it. yeah this is balmy yeah good stuff
0: I am freezing. I'm miserable. My hands are cold. My feet are cold. And I'm on the verge of putting on my Ugg boots in my house right now. Try to keep my feet warm.
1: You didn't have to say that, though. You know, you could have just put those on. Nothing against Uggs. I have a pair of Uggs. But you didn't have to say that, you know. You could have just let that go. I have a pair of Uggs. I actually got in a fight because uh, people, some guy said that men don't wear Uggs. Who said that? you have uggs oh whoa i have like two pairs of uggs i, have, they... I have the whoa. first pair of uggs and then i had the ones when brady brought them back out i bought Wait a, new a pair. the slipper uggs what
2: full disclosure caps are not uggs they're fugs. okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is true Lindsay. that is true okay so demarco here's the deal um i don't know how i got them i don't remember they may have been a gift for all i know but they they're like they're ugg knockoffs from costco <laughs> <The> kirkland <laughs> brand yeah they're not they're not uggs they're kirklands okay <laughs> but they're warm dude and they got the sheepskin in them and i'll, I'll wear them Absolutely. and i'll wear them in my house i don't care man i'm freezing is my something hands are going cold. on? i mean how can you
1: be cold in this day and age it's cold you have a
0: job turn the heat on
1: build a fire true.
0: That is true. I, I don't like heat in a house because I don't like it when it gets really stuffy and warm. Uh, okay. So I'd rather just wrap a blanket around me. I'd rather put on the fugs and and I'm good with that. But but DeMarco, seriously, like everybody who's listening right now, pump the brakes, slow it down. DeMarco, how was the drive in into downtown LA?
1: It was okay. It
0: was cool. Um on
1: the way out, I went to Thousand Oaks this morning and I was going up to four oh five. I want to say nine o'clock in the morning. And within five miles, four wrecks. You know, uh, it was really coming down. It was wet. It was slippery. So I feel you. Are you telling people to slow down and be careful out there?
0: Yes. Because I concur. Everybody do this. Pump the brakes. Chill the you-know-what out. We're going to get you home safely. We'll all hang out together. It'll be great. And even if it takes you three hours, we're not getting off the air till 7 p.m. tonight anyway. So let's all just chill and hang out together.
1: I love it. But still, no excuse for being late. See, I'm Belichick. You know it's wet, right? So leave early right yeah right
0: laura was the traffic bad for you i mean given the, the weather today
3: it was it was kind of rough coming from where i was but i left early because i had some errands run and i got here early and brought treats for people so yeah. you know i'm uh i got portos just...
1: man this is awesome can yeah. i say that on the air
3: i think so yeah oh I okay <laughs> uh,
1: cap she brought me portos what, what is that See? The
3: Cuban bakery, the Cuban bakery that oh. I live by. Not oh, the that- same one. Not the same one I brought last time. That was Tropicana. Uh-huh. But I brought Portos because it's close to my house, and I had to do a, an errand by my
1: house. It's and a potato like. It's a potato deal. ball oh and cheese rolls I can't, and a smells, ham croquette. It smells so good. And I can't some cookies.
0: wait. Kep. Yep. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about people who bring? really fattening treats to work during the I holiday them. season. I you love do. them. You like love,
1: yes, that, all hugs. What are you talking about? What's wrong with that?
0: Well, for me, it's like I have no self-control at all, so I will eat <laughs> everything, and then I will curse the person who brought them because if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be eating this right now. So. Right.
3: <laughs> yo, I have to give a shout-out to Greg because he has so much self-control. I was like, yo, I have cheese rolls. He's like, I want one, but I can't have one. Wow.
1: Mm. Yeah. I see you, Greg. There you go. Well, I'm, I, I want one, and I will have all of them. That's
0: true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: I want one. I will eat all.
0: Right on. Well, listen, <laughs> let me ask you this, DeMarco. As we're just getting started, DeMarco Farr is in today for Sedano. It's Sedano and Cap here on 710 ESPN. So, for me, this is this is where I'm coming from. I felt like last night going into that game, even if the Rams were at full strength, I really thought the Rams were in trouble going mm. into that game. hmm then, when the, it was announced that the Rams were going to miss five players, I mean, you're talking offensive yeah, line, yeah. tight end, secondary. I mean, your best secondary well, player.
1: Well, I mean, say the names. Jalen Ramsey. You know, you're down him. You're, you're down Rob Havenstein. You know, not just positions. Tyler Higley, Good yeah. players right. at those positions, yeah.
0: Right. So So, I'm thinking to myself yesterday, they're in trouble at full strength now you have five guys go on the COVID list who can't play. And Oof. by the way, this isn't like three or four days in advance. This is hours in the advance. the Day of, the game. of right. yeah. <laughs> right. To me, before kickoff, I'm thinking the Rams are in huge well, trouble. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Back up. Even at full strength, you,
1: you, you thought the Rams were in trouble? Big trouble. Just yeah. based on the just based on the one win this year. Because well, Sean McVay hasn't lost to the Cardinals until this year. Correct. They weren't even close until this year.
0: But I but I back up to last week against the Jaguars. Okay, they win, but they're supposed to win, and it's not really an impressive win. Granted, the score was a blowout, but it's still the Jacksonville Jaguars. So for me, not impressed. Back up a week. They should call
1: them the Urban Myers. That's not the Jags. That's Which, the, by the way that's the Myers.
0: Yeah, we we, we will get to them later, yeah, I, I think Lord. at some point. They lose to the Packers. No shame losing to the Packers. They lose well, to some. The
1: 40- <laughs> when Rodgers keeps the ball for 40 minutes, there's some shame in that.
0: Well, that was my big <laughs> – hey, DeMarco, that was my big gripe after the game. I'm like, yeah. you have to run the ball and you have to control the clock? Yeah. Time of possession should not be two-thirds in favor of the other team. Last night it was about 50-50. But you, you've lost to the Packers. The week before you lost to the 49ers. And the week before that, you lost to the Titans when they showed up without Derrick Henry. You the, got your last handled. win, yeah, right. Big your time. last wins were against the Texans and the Lions and the Giants. Right.
1: I know what you mean, but I mean, I, I at full strength, I I, I thought the Rams are going to rebound. I thought this next game against the Arizona Cardinals would be a little closer to reality. I thought the first game, I, the the Cardinals were just playing great and the Rams weren't, but I don't I didn't think the Rams were that far off playing them. So and they wanted the rematch. But at full strength, I thought it would be a game. But to be honest, Cap, I'm right there with you. When I heard about all these guys, when I heard Jalen Ramsey was down, when I heard you were down your starting right tackle, uh, Tyler Higbee wasn't going to play, I was like, oh, my God. For the first time ever, I said, if they keep it from being a blowout, it's a victory. Yeah. I never said that before in the Sean McVay era. That's why I was, like, so shocked and so surprised when they actually got the win. Yeah. And how they did it.
0: Well, tell me then what you think, because I was thinking to myself, okay, look. I thought at full strength they weren't going to win the game. I thought down as many guys as they were that this could be a big blowout just like you thought, but I just kind of kept that glimmer of hope open like, but what if the Rams shock the world? So when you think yeah. back to last night to the how did this all happen given the circumstances? What's your takeaway?
1: Well, here's the thing, right? We were breaking this down once we found out once we got over the shock of, you know, the 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 COVID um, departures or whatever you want to call it. The guy's missing time because of COVID Jalen Ramsey's down and you're thinking, Oh my God, Kyler Murray is on fire. And he's got Deandre Hopkins. He's got AJ Green. You still haven't covered and you don't have Jalen Ramsey and you don't have Dante Dion, who's an experienced guy. And Robert Rochelle is down. I mean, you are really down to practice squad guys in the secondary. So this doesn't look good. How are we going to keep these guys covered up? So, you think Raheem Morris is gonna to have to play a pretty much a zone, uh, keep everything in front and bet on your front four. That's how you stop, or you're gonna to have to beat Arizona, which was scary because that's a lot of heat to put on your 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 front four. Even if you have Von Miller, Leonard Floyd, and Aaron Donald. That's tough. You gotta to beat guys and then get that little guy on the ground. But if you, if it is to be, it's up to those guys. The first play, Aaron Donald on the field when he bowled the uh, the guard back to to Kyler Murray and got the sack. He got a sack with another guy's body. That, to me, set the tone. It really did. Oh, yeah, I forgot. They do have some great players left. They do have some problems for Arizona. You still can't block these guys when Aaron is playing like that. But the game plan had to be simplistic on defense, and you needed your front four to really put the heat on Kyler, and they did it. So I was impressed, man. I really was. I didn't think they'd be able to keep that up for as long as they did versus that guy.
0: So – you know, in, in the NFL, DeMarco, when you win the turnover battle, 80% of the time, you win the game. Yeah. And that's what the Rams did yesterday. I mean, Aaron Donald affected the first pass oh. that was picked off. And then the Leonard Floyd interception was brilliant as well. So not uh, only You know, Aaron... I
1: was standing right when Kyler threw that. I was like uh-huh. 15 yards from him, and I mm-hmm. can see Leonard Floyd. And I'm like, there's no way you're going to try to throw that over that guy. It's a Redwood standing in the middle of the freeway. You're going to mm-hmm. try to throw it over that, and he tipped it and got it. It was just unbelievable. I mean, Leonard Floyd continues to get better. There's more to his game.
0: Well, I'm asking you this question, and, and I ask it to everybody. Are you ultra impressed with what the Rams did last night? Are you more down on Arizona? Did you maybe overrate Arizona coming in? Did, uh, did we have the Rams underrated? I mean, I'm, I'm still trying. That Oh, come this, on. Don't oh, do that
1: to them, man. Well, the I,
0: thing is is this. is yeah. that. This has been, in my opinion, I wonder what you think, this has been maybe the most entertaining and simultaneously most unpredictable <laughs> NFL season I can ever remember. 100. 100. So, so I just, that's why I'm trying to figure it all well, out. Like like look, today, go ahead.
1: Yeah, don't do, see, Arizona had 10 wins. Mm-hmm. This is, was a division leader. I mean, possibly a chance to be the number one seed in the NFL. Just because the Rams win, now you want to devalue that. No, the Rams went in there shorthanded and beat one of the best teams in the NFL. Give the Rams their credit, give Arizona their credit. They got beat by a better team on game day. So don't we can't say it, oh, we we may have overvalued the Cardinals. I hope no one says that. Or I take that back. I hope someone says that. You may catch the fury today.
0: <laughs> uh, well, I'm just I guess for me, every week we get to the end of the NFL weekend, and I think to myself, what did I really get out of this weekend? Like, who do I know is good now? And every weekend I'm still questioning that. And then who do I think is bad? And I can kind of figure out the the real, you know, bottom feeders of the NFL. no doubt. But when I look at the Rams, what I'm trying to figure out is, should I now look at the Rams and go, okay, this is a quality win. In my opinion, really only their second really quality win of the year when they beat Tampa Bay in week two. Right. So we've been waiting for them to get a quality win. And they got it. A division win on the road against a first place team down five starters. Right. That's a that's a monster huge. win.
1: That's a huge feather in the cap for Sean McVay. You don't give uh, the Rams credit for Indy. Now I mean now because Indy is actually playing well. You may have caught him early, but you did beat a potential playoff team. You, you know, it's that, a good, that's quality, it's, right? That's a
0: good point. It's it's on the road. It's at Indianapolis. By the way, that's week two. Tampa was week three. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's I, a couple I, of
1: good wins when you look yeah, at it. Yeah,
0: I, I guess. But what I'm what I'm really thinking about though is finally the Rams winning a game against a team with a winning record. No doubt, I'm with you. You know, and, th- yeah, and this yeah. is this is why. So what 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 should I be taking away? Is my question: Are the Rams really now back in the mix? Not to make the playoffs. They're going to be in the playoffs, but are they really, really a Super Bowl contender after a win like that on the road? Given the circumstances, I want to say yes. But there's still four weeks to this season, and the Rams, I think, have the toughest four games remaining of the teams that are competing in the NFC West for playoff spots.
1: I, I agree. You've still got to go to Baltimore. You got to play Minnesota. You got Seattle coming in this week, who's won two in a row. And then at the end of the year, it's those guys, San Francisco, who you just haven't figured out. I'm with you. There's still a, a, a tough road to hoe from here on out. But um, I look I, what, what I saw on in Arizona. Uh, for the first time since Halloween, was they looked like a team again. You, you had a lot of new players the last couple of weeks. You're adjusting on offense. You lost Robert Woods. These guys were having fun playing football with each other, and it showed. Odell Beckham Jr. has bought, brought some explosion to the receiving core, and he's brought some fun to the football team when that guy scores. I mean, you should see what it does to the sideline when he does his little end zone dances and whatnot. It's It brings that fun back to the game.
0: You know, I'm glad you're bringing up Odell Beckham because for those of us, and I call them us, I was part of this group, that were really not sold on Odell Beckham, I can tell you he's starting to make a real impression. Like, I, I'm, I'm seeing the performance. I'm seeing the results. Uh, I'm seeing somebody professional, out there doing their thing so yeah i'm 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 being won over if you will like if i had a bad taste in my mouth about obj before he got here i'm being won over by his performance and what he's got going on so listen we're just getting rolling we're just getting underway if you want to get involved 877-710-ESPN 877-710-3776 coming up kurt warner the former rams quarterback (laughs) the hall of famer has real concerns about matthew stafford We'll get into that coming up in just a matter of moments.
4: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Waxed and vaxed.
0: That's right. Vaxxed like and waxed. I like it. You like that? Let me ask you a question. Put the, I DeMarco like that. Marco Farr is here today for Sedano yeah. on Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Let me ask you. If I told you I had two t-shirts sitting in front of you, one said "waxed and waxed. The other said wilding. Which T-shirt would you choose to wear, the Vax, the Wait Vax a or the Wilding? Yeah, yeah you yeah, have yeah, to yeah. give mm-hmm. some context Thank you. Oh, because I do? I do?
2: the Wilding T-shirt is like you know a catchphrase of us kind of poking fun at you. You trying to use the <laughs> word Wilding, but saying you know me yeah. me saying you say Wilding, like hey guys, it's Scott Kaplan I'm Wilding. Because <laughs> I said you be Wilding,
3: and he can't say it like I say it. And then He's Lindsay, like, Wilding. <laughs> I love how Lindsay says it. Go ahead, Lindsay wilding <laughs> see you would okay. pick that shirt right okay.
0: well right, so, so well, there's the context now would you rather have maybe. Waxed or wilding?
1: Uh, well now maybe the other way i was i i, I like the the vaxxed and waxed i do but now since they explained it that way and if that's true is that true can you say it
0: I man i can say it laura say it one more time so i can hear how you say you it no you said it better the, the first time okay but well, say it for real wilding no, you said, like, you be wylin'. And I was like, okay, when you say it like that, I can say it like that.
3: All right, Cap, you be wiling. I yeah, mean, I don't you know, that sounds wylin. fake,
0: you know? You, you be wiling, Not maybe be you be wiling.
1: Uh, uh, Vax and wax, yeah, yeah. Yes, okay, he can see? say it. No, yeah he, he can
0: Yeah. Vax and wax is a better t-shirt. I like that one. More topical. I got outvoted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got outvoted. That's so a good we one. We yeah. made wilding t-shirts except
2: rather than wax. Vax and
1: wax. Yeah, yeah. except
2: Wait, that I, there's the no wax on me. The real question, though, DeMarco, is are you a robe guy?
1: I have one. I don't wear it. Mm-hmm. So, depending. Mm-hmm. Maybe, sometimes, yeah. DeMarco, I'm here no.
3: losing points. The Uggs, what? the robe, the Vax and Wax. What,
1: robes are
2: bad? You know, you're a lot more like Scott Kaplan than, than we thought. Wait, yeah. Wait, <laughs> hey, robes right. are bad?
1: Am I supposed to <laughs> no. like robes or not like robes? What am I well,
0: What am I stepping into? Okay, here, a
1: lot. DeMarco, apparently. I'm glad you
0: asked. <laughs> I, I'm going to get to this Kurt Warner thing in one second. I'm going to pay it off. But here's the thing. We got into a full-blown debate last week about robes and i was going to get everybody a robe for christmas because i have a robe guy nice and um, had them embroidered espn 710 sedano and cap very nice laura here and really sedano more than anybody Sedano's like i will never wear a robe. in fact it's so funny sedano literally just sent us a text he's in a hotel room somewhere doing an nba game I, i suppose tomorrow and he is looking at the robe in the closet at the hotel, and he says, "It's just staring at me." I like a robe. I wanted to get everybody robes for the holidays, um, and these guys were like, "Nope, don't give it to me because I don't want it because I, I don't wear them." Well, I'll just,
1: take the robe, Cap. I, I'm, I'll take the robe, no see doubt. That? What's
0: wrong? Really, a robe
1: is bad. Why is a robe bad? Okay, we didn't. What does say, a robe signify?
3: We didn't say it's bad. We just said to Dono and I said that Latinos we don't really wear robes like that. You know what I'm saying? Like. It's not You something... speak for the whole group. Huh. <laughs> yes, we do. Okay, there's where, two of us, and it's the only two up in here, so I'm gonna it? speak for the group. Where's Brionis? He's Hold like on the only third one in here.
1: Just oh. this morning when I was filling up by my house, I saw this 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 Asian dude get out with a robe and flip flops. He was rocking a robe. <laughs> he dropped his kid off at school, filled up his tank in a robe.
3: Yeah, but it's only he was up. wearing Uggs. You know?
1: You know, if he had the Uggs on, it might have been perfect. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm down. Cap, I'll take the robe. Okay, I'm on your good. side. Good. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm are glad. You
3: gonna, you're going to be at the Mandy's, right, DeMarco? Yeah. Why? You guys should come out in robes and Uggs.
0: I'm down. Me What's too. What's wrong you? with that? Me too. Heck yeah. And by the way, since me and DeMarco are at it, because we've been. You have know, style. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, DeMarco, one other thing you and I should figure out. We'll get back to the Rams here in a second. But one other thing we got to figure out is because I'm getting serious now. What? I think we need to put on our calendar in March. A half marathon. We've
1: okay. We've been
0: talking about it. We've been thinking about it, and I just know in my own mind that when January 1st comes, if I don't have something on my calendar to look forward to, I'm not going to stop eating like an animal. Yep. My pants, I, I'm telling you, DeMarco, I reason. can't button my pants. You I need a I cannot button my pants. I'm
1: with you. I need a reason, too. Yeah. I, I Well, see, she said health. I, it's health is there, but we need a reason to train. Yes. Yeah. So, Man. yeah, we need fear. A, a, a half marathon is that's that's good. Fear that will yeah. get you up and run.
0: Right, I'm and down. This, this way we have we know what we got to do every week. We know we're going to start out at this many miles a week. Then we're going to get into more okay. and more. And we're going to have a full training schedule so that sometime in March we're ready to run our half marathon. I together. need
1: then then I, we need a chiropractor. Okay. We have several. I know a lot of guys. Then we need dietitian. We need the whole nine if we're going to do this right. Yeah. I need t- I need to with my knees. I have to do this right or I'll bang myself up yeah you know me so i'm down
0: my my biggest thing is i cannot stand the fact that my pants are unbuttonable i mean i have to wear everything untucked because i can't button my pants get bigger pants man come on that's that's the smarter thing to do but then once i get bigger pants i'm gonna get even heavier or get sweats come on well that's my biggest problem is i've been wearing nothing but sweats for the last two years there's no button there's no belt there's no tucking in and there's only elastic you know and strings and so I just keep getting bigger and bigger, and the pants just keep expanding. You're okay. Let's get to work, and don't throw away the pants. Don't change the wardrobe. Mm. Yeah, at
1: one point, I think I had like $20,000 in a closet that I couldn't wear. So I know what you mean. (laughs) I know what you mean, but don't throw it away. Get in shape and get back into it.
0: Uh, That's the game plan. All right, DeMarco is in for Sedano. It's Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. You want to jump in, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. You say jump in. Jump in on what? Pants talk, Uggs talk, Robe talk, you tell me. No, Rams talk. So, DeMarco, Kurt Warner, your Super Bowl champion quarterback. Just saw him, yeah. My longtime Westwood One radio broadcasting colleague will join us coming up in a matter of moments. Kurt Warner said something very interesting today. He said, I don't know who Matthew Stafford will be in the playoffs. And I'm paraphrasing, but I'm pretty close to the quote. He says something to the effect of, We've seen Matthew Stafford in Detroit win some games because he's Matthew Stafford, and we've seen him lose games because he's Matthew Stafford. Mm. According to Kurt's thought process, what he doesn't know about Matthew Stafford today is who will Matthew Stafford be when the playoffs come around? You're close to it. You watch it every week. What do you say to that? You
1: you know, I'd say listen to Kurt Warner, no doubt, and that's not because we were teammates. I mean... You know, he's got the movie coming out. I think the premiere is tomorrow right down here at the, uh, the Chinese theater or whatever. Uh, So it's funny when people say Kurt Warner's got a movie, but uh, when you see the movie and see how his background and how long it took to get to the NFL and now he's in the hall of fame, here's a guy who really had to work at it and study. It's different. This wasn't natural talent. He really had to work at this. So he looks at it with a, you know, a, a critical eye. So, If he says it, I believe it, and it actually does make sense because he's right. I don't know what Matthew Stafford is going to be in the postseason. I know what he has been. I know what he can do. I know he's got all the arm talent in the world, and I also know what the the the, the Detroit Lions are and have been. Uh, They've been inept for a while, so it's not all his fault, but some of that is on the quarterback. Some of that is on the players. So. He's right. You know, just like with the Lakers. I mean, I remember when they were uh, talking about the trade for Anthony Davis. We all knew what type of player he was, but we didn't know what he could turn into and what he's going to be. Same with Matthew Stafford. We don't know until he gets there. I have confidence in Sean McVay. I have confidence in Matthew Stafford because of Sean McVay, but we won't know until we get to the postseason. So I would say what Kurt Warner said is entirely accurate and, and dead on. He's right. We, we have to wait and see. We don't know what he's going to be.
0: Well, we're going to talk to Kurt Warner about this situation, what he saw last night. He was calling the game on Monday Night Football last night on radio. What did Kurt Warner see out of his Rams? And by the same token, what's his takeaway from what he saw from his other former team, the Arizona Cardinals? We'll talk to Kurt Warner coming up in just a matter of moments. But it is the seven ten ESPN 12 Days of Christmas, and I want everybody to keep on listening for Santa Slee to come down your chimney. Now, when you do – be caller number seven at 877-710-ESPN for your chance to pick a box underneath the 710 Christmas tree. You could be winning tickets to a suite for the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. You could be going to the Lakers Christmas Day game at Staples or Crypto, uh, and it's in a suite, a two-night stay at Harris Resort SoCal, WWE Friday Night SmackDown tickets, which I think was last week, or a two-night stay at Fantasy Springs. So, listen, all I'm telling you is this. Santa Slee is coming down your chimney. But you need to be listening all afternoon long. And when you hear the time to call, you be caller number seven. And you're going to win one of those great prizes. All right, DeMarco Far is in. Kurt Warner is coming up next. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN.
2: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: All right, it's Tuesday afternoon here on Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Rams come up with the biggest win of the year yesterday. Last night on Monday Night Football, 30-23. to 23. They're on the road. They're in the division. They're playing the first-place team. They're down a whole bunch of starters, like real impact players. Big time. And DeMarco Farr, somehow, someway, the Rams come up with what I think, again, was their biggest win of the season.
1: I asked JB Long right before we when I came on air with you, um can you think of a more significant win than last night? And the first thing he shot back was that Kansas City game uh, in 2018, the Monday night game. You know, I went and looked at that record. I think the Rams were 9 and 1 at that at that time. This was huge, man. I mean, 8 and 4, you just come off a three-game losing streak, you beat Jacksonville which no one gave you credit for. Uh, you go down to Arizona, you're short-handed, and you beat them? You absolutely beat them at their own game? I mean, you didn't trick them like Detroit tried to do here. You played good hard-nosed footballs with backups and beat one of the best teams in the league. I can't think of a more significant win than last night in the Sean McVay era.
0: All right, well, let's talk to Kurt Warner about it. Here is Rams Hall of Fame quarterback who was on the broadcast last night on Monday Night Football. You see him every weekend on the NFL Network. And by the way, he's got a new movie coming out here. Like, this. <laughs> like tomorrow stoked. is the premiere, and then be, you know next week, Christmas, it's ready to go. Kurt Warner is back on Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. And Kurt, this afternoon, your former teammate DeMarco Farr filling in. How you doing, man?
4: I'm doing well. How are you guys? I'm,
1: I had no idea you were coming on until, like, the last break. I'm so <laughs> stoked. I had no idea. This is so cool. I just saw you yesterday getting in the elevator.
4: No doubt. Always good to catch up, my man. Always no. good to cross paths, but it's never uh, never enough time, that's for sure. Yeah, I
1: didn't even think about it. It was the Kurt Warner Bowl. Uh, so what did you think? Um, y- you heard me. I-, I I thought that win was significant for the LA Rams and Sean McVay. What
4: did you think? I, I mean, I think it's huge. Um, you know, I mean, it's obviously huge when you look at the numbers and where everybody's at and wins and loss and what this means. But Uh, You know, to me, these games are about confidence. These games are about believing that you can play with anybody in the league. And as you were saying before I jumped on, I mean, this is an Arizona team that's rolling, that's got 10 wins, has a chance to to clinch the first playoff spot, uh, trying to hold home field advantage. Uh, And if they win, they go three games up on you in the division. and, And, yeah, you know, there's a lot to be accomplished uh, if you get into the playoffs and all of that, but three games up in the division with four to play, you're basically saying, okay, now we're a wild card and now we got to go on the road everywhere we go. Now, all of a sudden you're saying, look, we just beat the best team in the league and we're only one game back in the division. And we have a chance to win the division and host some home games, depending on how things play out, just being one game back of those top three teams. Um, and so, so many different things that this, you know, to me does for the team. And then maybe the biggest thing is when you go into that game and you are undermanned in, in terms of, you know, the guys that were down, you say to yourself, if we're going to make a run and if we're going to do the things that we thought we were going to do coming into the season, our biggest stars have to show up in the biggest moments. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, was what that game was last mm-hmm. night. The Rams' biggest stars showed up and said, we are going to dominate this game. And it started with Aaron Donald on the first play. And then it extends to Matthew Stafford, who played exactly like they needed him to play and what they wanted him to do when he came over here. Cooper Cup, OBJ coming into his own. I mean, it just, that's what that game was to me, saying, hey, we got stars. And our stars need to be stars tonight in this moment. And that's exactly what we saw last night.
0: All right, we're talking to Pro Football Hall of Famer, Kurt Warner, who's on Sedano and Cap here on 710 ESPN. So, Kurt, I read a story today where you were saying that you're not sure what Matthew Stafford will be come playoff time. Give us a little bit more about what you think. I mean, Stafford may have played his best game of the season last night statistically, but what do you mean when you say you're not sure what you're going to get from Stafford in the playoffs?
4: Well, I, mean, I think this year has has kind of shown us exactly what I mean, is that we all know that Matthew Stafford can do what he did last night. Uh, we have seen it. Uh, there's no question that he's one of the most talented quarterbacks our league's really ever seen. But as we've seen throughout this year, is that you've got extreme highs and extreme lows with Matthew Stafford. And when I say that, it's what we have to remember is that he was in Detroit. And his mindset in Detroit was, Matthew, you got to win every game for us. you got to go out and make every play and every throw, and, and you've got to do the special if we've got any chance to win. And now everybody says, well, he got traded to the Rams and they got a good football team. And so now Matthew Stafford doesn't have to do everything. And on the surface, that sounds really, really good. The hard part is, Matthew, now change the mentality that you've had for 10 years playing this game. Just flip a switch and all of a sudden now play the game a different way. It doesn't happen. You get used to playing the game. You get used to believing who you are and the confidence that he's had to have with his right arm. And so my question becomes when you get into these moments, especially these big moments with the pressure, do you feel like you've got to make every single play for this team? Can you, can you get away from that mindset and at times pass up a play that you've made before or pass up a dangerous throw, Mm. even though you know you can make that throw and depend on other guys to bail you out when that's never been the way that you've played. And so, you know, I was talking to Aaron Donald a few weeks back. And I think what happens when you get to this point in the season, you've got a number of teams in the league that basically say, we're going to be a playoff team. And what it's really going to come down to is which playoff team can put together three or four solid games in a row against good competition and win this thing. Can the Rams beat anybody in the league? No doubt. How about all those other teams? Yeah. All those other teams can beat anybody in the league as well. So who plays their best football for a three or four game stretch is what it's going to be all about, and that's going to be the question with Matthew Stafford: Is can he give me four solid games without trying to do too much, without trying to push the envelope, and having two or three plays go against them, as we saw in their three-game losing streak, that you know ultimately can cost them a game. And you know the other part is the other areas have to step up in that three-game losing streak. Matt was trying to do too much because. Everybody else wasn't stepping up and doing what we expected them to do. And that, to me, is really the case with all quarterbacks. But maybe more importantly with Matthew Stafford, just because we haven't seen it. He's never been in these moments where he's had to be able to to play the right kind of game, make the right decision over and over again, come playoff time against really good football teams.
1: You know, I remember, man, um, when we were there together and – going into the playoffs and how the intensity just picks up and it's just so funny I mean you have to play perfect ball I'm, I'm right there with you but a couple of things there where do you factor in Sean McVay to that equation with Matthew Stafford now that he's with dare I say a better coach than he's ever had in Detroit
4: well I mean I factor a lot in but I think Sean McVay has got to play that sort of game as well is that you know, I've looked at this team over the last couple of years, and, you know, Sean McVay was so good at designing plays off of the run game. They were a run-first team that was built on the play action and big plays and scheming big plays. They've gotten away from that a lot this year, and it's understandable that all of a sudden I got this shiny new toy at quarterback that can do all these crazy mm. things. Well, great, let me show you how good I am in these other areas but you get away from what your identity is, and maybe you expose your team a little bit where I don't know if they're dominant up front. So you spread out and you play drop-back football. I'm not sure that's how they're built. Last night, what did they do? Man, they were down basically the only tight end that they've, they've played with all year. They come in with a couple backups. Early in the game, they go with an extra offensive lineman. They put in two tight ends. They go, we're going to run the football. The big plays they got were what? off of play action, design play action, committing to the run, and then freeing up Matthew to make some of those really special throws, but not asking him to do everything and not putting all that pressure to go away from their strength. And so I think that's going to be key as well. Can they get back to what their identity has been under Sean McVay? It helps their offense. It helps their defense. It plays to some of their strengths, getting their quarterback out in space and designing some easy opportunities for big plays. And so, yeah, I think you know Sean McVay is going to play a huge part in deciding, okay, how are we going to play come playoff time? What is going to be our MO as a football team and what's going to make us the best football team to compete against the Arizonas and the Green Bays and the Tampa Bays?
0: Well, I think one of the most important things you just talked about was running the football so you can work play action and time of possession so you can help the defense. All important factors. We're talking to Kurt Warner this afternoon here on Sedano and Cap. Hey, Kurt, we've got about a minute to go, but I want to hear – about american underdog which is supposed to come out on christmas i say supposed to it will Um, i feel like this movie got made really quickly but i also realize that you and i've been talking about this for about the last three four years so have you seen the film i know you've been out doing the touring and uh and promoting have you seen the movie are you happy with it
4: Uh, i did see the movie uh we actually saw it on the big screen last week had a little uh, premiere for family and friends here in arizona and i'm very happy with it um that, you know, you're, you're going to get the football side of it. You're going to get that story. But there's so much more to this story about you know how I became the person that I am and kind of the story of our family, which is really a, a family of underdogs. And you're going to get to hear a little of Brenda's story in the movie. And I think this movie has a chance to touch a lot of different people, different people that come from different places. And, and we're in a time where I think a lot of people find themselves in an underdog role now unlike anything they've ever faced before or in a situation they never thought they would be in a few years ago. And, uh, and I think this movie has a chance to, to impact people in that way. And So we're, we're extremely uh, excited about being able to, to share this movie, uh, just to have the premiere tomorrow, to see what people think, and, uh, and, and then go from there.
1: I can't wait to see this Shame. movie. I really can't. I'm, I'm geeked.
0: Yeah, and yeah. I'll tell you, Zach Levi looks like a pretty big dude, Kurt. I mean, I saw you guys sitting together on the Today Show, and then him standing next to you, I'm like, man, Zach Levi must be like 6'6". Six, six. Yeah, he's like
4: 6'4", but yeah, he's a, he's a big dude. Uh, uh, I had to get somebody big to play the part. We couldn't have somebody 5'9 or 5'10 playing me uh, out <laughs> on the football field. So, um, no, Zach does a great job, Anna does a great job. And uh, Dennis Quaid, I mean, it's we, we've got a great cast. Of characters, And as I said, I'm just excited for people to, uh, to see the story that we put out there. You know, the hardest thing is always knowing you don't get to tell the whole story, right? You don't right. get to tell every part of it. So you have to figure out what's the right story and what's the story that can really connect people. And you know that's your hope because everybody goes in kind of from a different lens and, and goes in with a different perspective on what this movie's going to be. At the end of the day, we just hope that uh that there's different aspects and different messages in this movie that uh, that resonate with different people. I'm sorry,
1: I know we got to go, but I can't wait to see you and Martz. I, I want to see that story fleshed out and mm-hmm. I can't wait to see Quaid as Vermeil. Mm-hmm. I really can't. <laughs>
4: he do, he does a great job. Does I mean there, some really I mean there's just you know some neat ways that each character is kind of brought along you know you always have to have drama in every movie but uh i think there's some redeeming things with with each of the characters as you know you need different things to kind of shape you and make you who you are and sometimes you need people that are that are tough on you and push you in those directions but the whole goal is that uh, everybody is redeemed and it's shown how i needed all those different people to really get me to who I would become as a player and ultimately who I was as a person.
1: Dude, you got a movie. Amazing. you got a Amazing. movie.
0: Right. That's just it. There's a movie about your about life. you. Yeah. That's awesome. Right. By the way, like 20 years after the fact, too. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Hey, Kurt, it's great to talk well, to you, man. Really, really appreciate yes, the time today and appreciate the thoughts on, on what the Rams accomplished last night. We'll talk to you soon, and good luck with the film, and happy holidays.
4: All right, thanks a lot, guys. We'll
0: see you soon. See you, champ. All right. Kurt Warner stopping by. How about Marco, nobody told you Kurt Warner was coming Uh, out? No, I
1: I had no idea. That's awesome. That's awesome. But you see how in-depth he goes about the position. He takes it seriously, man. So that's not just – he's not whistling Dixie. There's something you need to listen to in what he says about Matthew Stafford in the postseason.
0: All right, DeMarco's in for Sedano. Coming back, I want to get to some Lakers and Steph Curry has done it in Madison Square Garden. No shock. We'll get to that story coming right back as well. Yeah, Sedano and Cap on a cold, gray, windy, <laughs> wet Tuesday afternoon. No wonder you're cold. I told you I'm very
1: soft. You know, Tony La Russa told me one day, you control what you think about. Stop thinking about the cold. Think about something hot. You'll warm
0: up. (laughs) Think about something hot. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Hey, DeMarco, first of all, before we – I want to talk about what Steph Curry just did. This is all happening in real time right now. Yep. But before we do, I got to say I love the fact that you were a little caught off guard that Kurt Warner was coming on the show. I thought to myself, okay, the Rams played last night against the Cardinals – uh kurt's a super bowl champion with the rams he finished his career with the cardinals he lives in arizona so this was kind of the kurt warner bowl of sorts and then i figured you know you played with him you guys won a super bowl together i've worked with him for many years plus he got the movie coming out i thought we couldn't come up with a more timely guest than kurt warner but i love the fact that it caught you off guard and that you were so genuinely excited to speak with him
1: it's it's funny we were teammates he was our third-string quarterback. You know how third-string quarterbacks get get treated. I mean, he was our scout team guy. And then he becomes your starter. And then he becomes MVP. And then I retire, and he goes through his career, and he keeps getting better. And then on the other end, we we reconnect when he's in Arizona, and he's a completely different quarterback. He's a leader now. He's a guy that's headed to the Hall of Fame. So I became – it went from third-string to teammate – to, I'm a fan of this guy, so it's always good to see Kurt Warner. Like I said, he's the first guy I know personally that has a movie made about his life. So I, I think I'm more stoked about the movie than he is, but yeah, it's awesome. But uh, he he does a great job breaking down quarterbacks. He takes that like, to the nth degree. He is so serious about the art of quarterbacking. So whatever he says, I'm kind of on board with.
0: Yeah, the, the idea of having a movie uh, about your life... And I'm telling you, I mean, I, I would have to look back to see when Kurt Warner there. retired, yeah. but, I mean, it's got to be 20 years, or, or close to 20 years, you know? So so to think that the story is, is so well-known and he is so beloved everywhere he goes. You know, I think I've told this story before, but, you know, we had a game a couple of years ago. Um, I don't remember exactly who was playing. I mean, it was the 49ers they were playing. Actually, it was. It was the 49ers and the Rams, and it was the very first game, DeMarco. You'll remember the very first game when the Rams first moved back to L.A. Yeah. And the game was in San Francisco. It was a Monday night football game. That was the game where the guy ran onto the field and Kevin Harlan has that famous call. The guy is drunk. Right. Somebody <laughs> stop that man. I remember that. So, so that game ends. We all jump into a car. We go back to the hotel where the broadcast team is staying. Kurt and I decide we're going to go to an In-N-Out burger. This is like 1130 at night. We walk into this In-N-Out, out by the San Francisco airport. And I'm telling you, you would think Michael Jackson just walked into this wow. in and out because i'm I, people swarmed around us and it wasn't me it was obviously no he's like who's this guy he must be the agent but it was all about kurt warner people wanted autographs they wanted pictures when they see him they feel like they know him because they know the story of the quote unquote american underdog that's
1: the name of the film i mean doesn't that make you gravitate towards him that story besides the fact that he's cool he's a great dude but just his story. I mean, there's a lot of people out there. I used to hear this from all the old older players before I became a pro. The parks are full of great athletes. You know, and and you hear this you've heard this before. Less than 1% of high school players make it to the NFL. So, here's a guy that's like you and he never gave up on his dream and he took blank after blank after blank after blank and he kept with it, stayed with it, became an MVP and now the guy's in the Hall of Fame. I mean, who can't identify with that story? You know what I mean? It's it's like a football Rocky.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. And, you know, I know a lot of people, I'll be honest, I know a lot of people have ridiculed the film because they've seen the trailer and they're like, oh, the football scenes look like something I could have shot in my backyard with my iPad. Well, you know what? I know for me, regardless of what the football looks like, I love Kurt Warner's story. It just so happens I'm lucky enough to know the guy. But, right. like, I can't wait to see the movie. In fact... Lindsay, Laura, you'll be happy to know that I think that here in the month of December and through the holidays, I think I'll not only go to the movie theater once, but twice, I expect to see the Spider-Man movie. DeMarco, any interest? Are you kidding? Absolutely. Yes. And I'm definitely going to see American Underdog. So, Lindsay and Laura, I may be in a movie theater twice, which is going to be like 500 more times than I've been in one in the last 10 years.
3: Wow. Good job. Good job all of you. So happy, I'm proud of you.
0: Thank you, guys. Thank I just you very went much. the
1: other day. I took my daughter to see Encanto. How was it? I, want to see it. I, I loved. it. She loved it. I loved Aww. it. It was awesome. It, it's the first movie, like that animated movie, where I could care less if she liked it because it was awesome. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, it was great. <laughs>
0: Well, while we're on the air, this is happening right now, and we'll get to the Lakers and what's going on. And for those that haven't heard the story by now, THT uh, sent home from the Lakers. Lakers had to cancel practice, and uh, the Lakers right. on the road tomorrow at Dallas, but dealing with THT and COVID, and there's a lot of confusion around that, and there's also a lot around the Rams. So we'll get into all of that coming up. But, DeMarco, I don't know if you have a television on right now. I'm watching the Knicks versus yep. Golden State. I've been. And, and all that needed to happen was – Two three-point shots for Steph Curry, and he's already got it. And we'll get deeper into that because there's a very emotional moment between him and his father, which kind of reminds me of what happened last night between Van Jefferson and Sean Jefferson. Wow, right, big time. I know. So we'll get to that all coming up. And what's going on with Lakers and THT? We'll get to that story coming up next. This is Sedano and Cap on 710.